time just to go easy and go light. We're in this world, but we're not of this world. And there are rules that pertain to us that don't pertain to everybody else. There are promises that belong to us that don't belong to everybody else. There's a covenant that we have with Almighty God that everybody else doesn't really have like we do when we've come into the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So in understanding that and what Jesus did on the cross and what it means for us on today, I said, Lord, help me with this. And he says, it's very simple. It's victory by any means necessary. Victory by any means necessary. And it's the power of his love. It's the power of his love. We are so not going to get anywhere near where we're supposed to be. So, just want to say that first. <laughs> but how we understand, we go back to the basics, back to the root of it. How do we know? God is love. God is love. We go to 1 John 4, 7 through 8. Get there as quickly as possible. And I'm telling you, we all say it, but we say it over and over again. When we get prepared, we're always preparing because we're always reading and we're always studying, all of us. But that this message always comes to us first, yes. It is always a check yourself moment. It always is. Check yourself. Make sure you got it right. And in places where you probably need to tune it up, tune it up. <laughs> it's okay. Tune it up. But you know what you need to do. You know what you need to do. Yeah. That's okay. God is good like that. First yes, John 4, 7 says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. He doesn't have love. God is love. God is love is love. We need to know that. In 9 and 10 it says, In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. Him who? Him, Jesus Christ. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us. He loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins, Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. We ought also to love one another. In order to understand how the power of love is important to us, we must understand that God loves you. God loves you. Okay. <laughs> and we've given several examples of that, but... I, we all, I love our little darlings. And yes, it's nice and it's sweet, and we tell them that we love them, we buy them gifts and things like that. And we say that we love them, and it's just true. But you see the power of our love if someone would try to harm these little ones right. or do anything to them. Yeah. So our power is actually rooted in our love right. for them. Right. As is God's power rooted in you understanding the love that he has for you. So there is nothing 
that will separate you from his love. There is nothing on this earth above it and below it that will prevent God from doing whatever needs to be done for you because of his love. Because of his love, you see his power. Because of his love, you see his deliverance. Because of his love, you have the peace of God. That's understanding the love of God. So let's go to Romans 8, 31 and 32. As soon as I find my Romans, where did it go? Okay. And what shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not? With him also give us, freely give us all things. All things. But let's take it back to 31. If God be for us. Yes, and we're right back here again because sometimes you need a reminder. And especially on Resurrection Sunday. If God be for us. God is for us, Rhema. God is for us, church. God is for us. Come on, say, God is for me. God is for me. God is for me. He's never against me. My God is for me. He is for you. Do you understand? Hallelujah. It doesn't matter. God is for you. He's for you. And it hits you when you make it personal. It's just not something to say. It's just not oration. God is for me. God is for me. God is for me. Like my little parrot used to say, a tempting little treat, like myself. Exactly. (laughs) God is for me. It makes a difference because I bring it in. When those imaginations are coming, as Pastor Dora was speaking about earlier, you need to be able to stop it. Compare it to the word. That's right. That don't line up. Mm-mm. Shut it down. That's right. Compare that thought right. with the word of God. Right. If it doesn't line up, shut it down. That's right. Because God is for me. That's right. God is for you. It doesn't matter what they said or what you received in the mail or what you heard in the news or what they said on your job or the scuttlebutt around the, the water cooler. God is for you. That's right. And you can say it with confidence. No, I read it in the word on today. God is for me. God is for you. And if trouble starts today, it doesn't matter. God already had things in place. He already had it in place to get you out of that trouble because of his love. So he's making sure that you're going to see his power. How? Because you've acknowledged that God loves me and I know that he loves me. Hallelujah. What Jesus did on the cross proves the love. Everybody all day spoke about this message, which is like, you know what? We're already primed for it. That's right. We're already primed for it yeah. because you got to know the love. Yeah. Got to believe the love. Right. When you believe the love, they can't shake you off of that. Hallelujah. Right. They can't shake you off of your deliverance because you know that your deliverance is in the love of God. Yeah. Your healing is in the love of God. Hallelujah. Yeah. Your job, your house, 
and your family is in the love of God. Hallelujah. It's in the love. That's when you see his power. As the kids were dancing here, they put their hands that way. I said, yes. They said, that's the Lord's power. Do you see that? Hallelujah. I had an answer in that right early. Because of the love. Glory. Hallelujah. Because of the love. Because of the love. We see his power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. God is for me. He is in me. God is on my side. That's what you got to get to. God's on my side. God is on your side. I don't care when it seems like the entire world is against you. God is on your side. Not nationwide. I said God is on your side. God is on your side. That's right. God is on your side. He is in you. He is for you. You understand that when somebody says, hey, don't worry about it. I'm for you. Don't, doesn't that calm you down? It calms you down right away. You're like, oh, don't worry about it. They said they're for me. And you walk away like, I'm good. <laughs> you don't think anything else of they didn't give you like a written guarantee. They didn't get it notarized. They didn't say anything like that. All they said was, well, don't worry about it. I'm for you. Like, good looking. So what is the difference in that statement than the word of God, which is backed by the blood of Jesus? The shedding of his blood solidified the love. The love. Because of what Jesus did on the cross, God is always for me. He has a promise. He is made to us, and he has got to keep it. Yes. He's got to keep it, and it's because of the blood of Jesus. Yes. He'll never be angry with you, so I don't want you thinking, and that's the trick of the enemy. Oh, you know, this must be happening because, you know, God, God's mad with me. I hear people say that all the time. God must be angry. I said, you know what? I'm not sure who you serve, right. um, but God doesn't punish his children. No, he doesn't. So, no, he doesn't. sounds like you maybe don't know him <laughs> because he doesn't punish us. No, he, he, doesn't, doesn't. he doesn't do that. God, exactly. Who's your daddy? Um, God loves me. He said he's always for me. He's never against me. So things may be happening, but it didn't come from God. That's right. That's right. Things may be happening, but it didn't come from him because he already just told us he is for us and that he is never against us. He's never against us. He's always for us. It doesn't matter what it looks like or how it came. You know it's going because God is for you. God is for you. So what solidified and kept it where it was supposed to be for us is the blood. And, excuse me, what Jesus did on the cross puts God forever on our side. If God is for you, who can be against you? The answer is nobody. That's right. Come on, say it, church. Nobody. 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 Nobody can be against you. It doesn't matter the who or the what, the when, the where, or the how. Nobody. Nobody. Can come against you right. when God is for you. Whatever the devil has tried to throw across your path, it doesn't matter. That's right. Because God 
is for you. He's out there just kicking the tumbleweed out the way. Don't you worry about it. He's out there repaving the road. If there wasn't a road, he said, I'm making a way for you. I'm making a way out of the wilderness, through the water. Yes. He made a way through the water, yes. through the Red Sea. Yes. I don't know of any way of walking through the Delaware, but God made a way <laughs> through the Red Sea that nobody knew was there. Yes, because it was covered with water. But he made a way for them to walk through on dry ground. He made a way. Yeah. It doesn't matter because God yeah. is for his children and he is never against them. Hallelujah. You, God will take everything that Satan is trying to throw at you and completely flip it around. That's right. If he throws at you ground chuck, God will make some meatloaf and hamburger. That's right. If he throws at you lemons, you're going to like saw glass of lemonade. Right. Don't worry about it. God makes everything come out right for you yes. because of the blood of Jesus. Yes. Mm. And the blood of Jesus has solidified God's mm. love for us. That's right. And because the love is so deep-rooted, mm. you will always see his power. That's right. Always see his power. Just see this covering. You say yes. cover it with love. Yes. yes, God covers it with his love. Yes. You always have a way out. You always have a way out. He's always for us and never against us. These statements require us to be in faith. And that's the thing. Got to get out your head. You do have to get it in your heart, but you have to understand it is a statement of faith. That's right. It is a statement of faith, and I'm saying this very early. We'll get to this later on, but in uh, uh, 1 Samuel, and we will way get into there, but you got to understand, even in the midst of adversity, right when the situation happens, you need to open up your mouth, yes. and you need to speak your victory in yes. the middle of battle. You want to know why? Yes. Because you, you are at the helm of the ship. Yes. You've got the big circle in front of you. You are the one that's going to tell that ship which way it needs to go. Right. You can steer it towards the sunlight, look at the light like the bugs. You can look at the light and say the right thing, or you can run your mouth and, and run aground. Yeah. It is up to you. Yeah. But my suggestion to you is to open up your mouth and speak the word of God. Declare your victory right in the middle of battle. Hallelujah. Yeah. You let them know. You let everybody know how it's going to turn out for you. Right when it's looking the ugliest. Hallelujah. Yes. And we said it on today. Jesus was beat beyond recognition. That's right. But yet the one that was beat beyond recognition was the perfect lamb. That's right. He was the perfect lamb. Thank you, Lord. Spotless. Yes. Thank you. Beat beyond recognition. Couldn't even see. Mm. When the situation is ugly and you can't even see your way out. Yeah. That's the time yes. that you open up your mouth yes. and say, my God will deliver. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. And I know this because I believe the love. That's right. I believe the love. That's right. So what is faith? Faith is simply this, putting your trust in God. All right. What is faith? Put your trust in God. Do not misplace your faith. Right. Do not put your, your, your faith in man. Right. Do not put faith in your job. Do right. not put faith in your degree. I understand all of those things. Yeah. They are good and they are nice. But at the end of the day, mm -hmm. put your trust in God. That's right. Yeah. In God. Why? Because that's a guarantee. The guarantee is the blood. All right. And because of the blood, we receive his power yeah. in love, yeah. in love. Yeah. So we've been talking about this all day, but the things that guarantee it are the five points of victory. All right, all right? five points of victory.
<clears throat> and Sister Maliga already talked about, we talked about the stations of the cross, but the five points of victory from which Jesus' blood flowed. Every place where the blood flowed, hallelujah, yeah. is where you have victory. Every place from which the blood flowed is where you have victory, which means you've got victory all around you. Pastor Dorada said it. She said, I've got victory here, I've got victory here, I've got victory here, I've got victory there, I've got it to the side, i got it to the back. I've got victory. You've got victory. The five points of victory, hallelujah. His back, which endured the stripes, needed to bring about our healing. Now in Colossians 1.19 says, For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. His blood shed on the cross. So point number one is through his back. John 19 and 1. Then Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged. It's very simple words, but as we heard on today, being flogged is so much more than a five word sentence. Yes. He was beat mercilessly. Mm. We heard Sister Janine as she was speaking on today. Yeah. Shreds of skin, ribbons mm. hanging uh. on his back. But for our healing. Yes, for our healing. Yes, for our healing. Glory. Hallelujah. So you already have healing. Yeah. All you have to do as a child of the Most High God is walk it out. That's right. yeah. Because see, it's already been taken care of. All you got to do is walk it out. Yes. By the stripes that Jesus bore, I'm already healed. Already. The blood flowed on Christ's back representing the healing. And it goes one after the other. Matthew 8, Jesus healed a man with leprosy. 8, 5 through 13, healed the centurion's servant. Matthew 9, 27 to 30, healed a blind man. Matthew 9, 31 to 33, healed a mute. Matthew 8, 28, 34, recorded Jesus uh, healed a demon-possessed man. Just one after the other. One after the other. But by the stripes, the ribbons, the, th the, the marks that he bore in his back, you are already healed. And Isaiah 53 and 5 said, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought our peace was upon him. Yeah. And by his stripes, yeah. by his wounds, yes. we are healed. Yes, we are healed, Rhema. Yes. We are healed you, from that blood. Yes. Second point is through his head. Matthew 27 to 31, the crown of thorns. And as we were watching the cartoon on today, Jack was closer to me. And he said, Tita, what's that? I said, that's the crown of thorns. And he pulled his hand back, he says, oh. I said, yeah, it did hurt. Yes. He saw that in the cartoon today. Wow. It did hurt. But the crown of thorns, what it meant. Then the governor's soldier took Jesus into the praetorium and gathered the whole company of soldiers around him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him and then twisted together a crown of thorns and set it on his head. They put a staff in his right hand and knelt in front of him and mocked him. Hail the king of Jews, they said. They spit on him. They took the staff and struck him on his head again and again. After they had mocked him, they took off the robe and put his own clothes on him. Then they led him away to crucify him. And again, to crucify him. It sounds so light, but it was nothing like that at all. He took a beating. But in understanding, 
about the point of the crown of thorns on his head. There is not a day that you will ever have to suffer from mental issues. From the devil trying to beat you down with imaginations that have nothing to do with the child of God. Right. You don't ever have to lose a night of sleep. Yeah. Ever. Hallelujah. Yeah. From torment or anything else because Jesus already took care of it. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. On the cross when the blood ran down his face yeah. from the crown of thorns on his head. Jesus. You never. That's right. You never yeah. have to suffer a moment of torment, of hearing stuff about what they're going to do if, they, if we lose our jobs, what are they going to do if this folds up. What, you don't have to suffer that. Thank you, Jesus. you don't have to suffer that. The blood has already covered it. Yes, the blood you, has Jesus. already brought your deliverance through the crown. Hallelujah. Through the crown. Glory be to yes, God. Thank you, Hallelujah. Thank you. Number three, the blood, number two, the blood that fro, excuse me, flowed from Christ's head represents authority and it represents purpose. Why is this day like the Super Bowl for us? We've been made the righteousness of God. <laughs> You've been kinked. You've been made the righteousness of God. And as Pastor Dora was saying earlier, you know, about desire. Yeah. Proverbs 10, 24 says the desire of the righteous yes. shall be granted. Shall be granted. The desire yes. of the righteous, hallelujah, yes. it shall be granted. Shall so whatever you have going on right now, like she said, is it? Is it in front of you so much like an addict that needs a fix? When that desire gets down in there, you fight for that thing. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Thank you. You fight for it. Yes. I have two nephews back there that were fought for. That's right. Because of desire. Yes. And God made sure that that desire mm -hmm. was granted. Yes. You've been made the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. Yes. Thank you, Lord. And the desire that you have on the inside. Yes. That desire of the righteous shall be granted. Number three, blood that flowed. The point, excuse me, is through his feet. Yeah. Acts 2, 22 and 23. Men of Israel, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did among you through him. As you yourselves know, this man was handed over to you by God's said purpose, and foreknowledge, and you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. Mm. However, However, as Pastor Dorad said earlier, <laughs> if the devil knew what he was doing, yeah. he didn't realize he was handing over victory to every born again believer. He didn't realize that you would always have a way out. He didn't realize that you would always be healed. He didn't realize, hallelujah, that you'd always have provision. Always. If he knew. The blood that flowed from Christ's feet represents dominion over Satan. I said the blood that flowed from his feet represents dominion over Satan. Yes. Everything that tries to rise up and come up against the name of Jesus, yes. you have dominion over. Right. You have authority over. You have power over. I don't care what it is. Hallelujah. Yes. We've heard several times, Pastor Dora and everybody else in here, when something has come up, we actually had to stand on the word of God. We actually had to get up. In 
in his face and let him know, I've got the victory. Hallelujah. Even with pain in my body, I've got the victory. Hallelujah. Even with the negative bank balance, I've got the victory. Regardless of what they sent me in the mail, I have the victory. Regardless of what the doctor told me about my body, I have the victory. That's right. You have dominion over Satan. Yes, yes, you. you have dominion over Satan. Yes, yes. You have right. dominion. Thank you. Number four, the blood flowed through his hands. Mm. Through his hands. Yes. Through his hands. Mm. How many times do you see how important that is? In other countries, back in whatever century, I don't know. When people were going around stealing, you know what they did? They just cut their hair off. <laughs> Simple enough. Guess you won't do that again. Not with that hair. Um, <laughs> that's your last time for that one. You, maybe you got one left and you think about saving it. Why was that important? Because they realized that you were making a living with your hands. But because of where the nails went. Satan cannot attack your finances. Right. He cannot attack your household. He cannot attack your job. Why? Because the blood flowed. Hallelujah. The blood flowed from his hands. You've been redeemed from the curse of the law. You've been redeemed, Rhema. Hallelujah. You've been redeemed from the curse of the law. Everything you put your hands to shall will and must prosper with good result. Why? Hallelujah. Because blood flowed. Blood flowed through his hands. It flowed. Glory be to God. Now Thomas called Didymus. Excuse me, this is John 20, 24, and 27. Now Thomas called Didymus. One of the twelve was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we've seen the Lord, you know that? Mm -hmm. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were. That's just nasty. But put my fingers where the nails were. and <laughs> so gross. And put my hand in his side. I will not believe it. Yeah. 26, a week later, his disciples were in his house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, yeah. hear me, uh -huh. though the doors were locked, That's right. Jesus came in and stood in front of them. That's right. <laughs> this is better than any Avengers movie you will ever see. That's though right. the doors were locked, right. Jesus walked through the door. Yes, he did. Hello? Yes, he did. He walked through the door. That's right. <laughs> Jesus walked through the door. Okay. Jesus came in, stood among them, <laughs> and the first thing he said was, peace. <laughs> and with me, I was like, oh, Jesus, I got to go to the bathroom. But he said, peace. <laughs> Why? Because he just saw Jesus walk through the wood. He just walked through the door. Then he said to Thomas, because he heard. He heard. Put your fingers right here. See my hands? Put it in there. See my hands. And this is the beautiful part. Stop doubting and believe. Mm. Rama. you don't need to stick your hands anywhere. But do this. Stop doubting and believe. Stop doubting the word of God and believe. Stop listening to your friends, mom and them, and everybody else. When you've been sitting in the word, stop doubting and believe. In order for you and I to receive the forgiveness of sins, we must believe that Christ shed his blood. 
And this is the beautiful part. Five is actually the blood that ran out of the side. That's the fifth point. But understanding that it was blood and it was water. And this is my favorite part. The blood was for forgiveness of all sin. And the water washed it away. The water washed it away. Those sins that are thrown as far as the east is from the west. Blood for forgiveness. The water that washed it away. Hebrews 9 and 22, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. There is no forgiveness, which is why Jesus had to do what he had to do. The blood that flowed from his hands represented forgiveness and healing. The blood that flowed through his side, the blood that flowed represented the cleansing of our past. Forgiveness and cleansing of our past. How do you get that point? You got to believe the love. I need you to believe the love. I'm going to get to that because I try to keep that highlighted and understand for myself because we're coming close towards the end. And no, I'm nowhere near where I'm supposed to be, but that's okay. That's all right. 1 John 4 and 16. And now we have known and believe the love. For now we have known. Yes. And we believe the love. Yes. You got to believe the love. When you understand God loves me. And he makes everything come out right. God loves me. Yes. God is for me and he is never against me. He's never against me. Why do I know? Because I believe the love. Why is this a perfect Resurrection Sunday? Why is every day Resurrection Sunday? Because we believe the love. And when we believe the love that God has for us, we see God's power, and as the power goes forth, we see deliverance. Yes. We see healing. Yes. We see redemption. Yes. We see provision because we believe the love. Right. And on today, and on next week, and on every other day, victory is what we have on today, church. Do you hear me? Yes. I said victory. Yes. And how did God solidify our victory? He said victory. By any means necessary. And what was necessary was the shedding of Jesus' blood. By any means necessary. He made sure that we'd be brought back. By any means necessary that you would have healing. By any means necessary that you would have deliverance. By any means necessary. It was necessary for Jesus to shed his blood so that we could stand here today in victory. Hallelujah.